Welcome to a new episode of Live Evil Pod. My name is Chris Chung. I'm your host. Alongside with me, Andrea, also known as Edgy Hoon or Living Evil on the Twitterverse. Everyone, we have a special guest today to help us move into the offseason. The rosters are confirmed and we're finally able to talk about them. And our special guest is none other than former EG coach Peter. Peter Dunn. And I know Peter is enjoying his offseason. In particular, he enjoys tweeting about football. So, Peter, how has the World Cup been for you? Oh, well, the, the World Cup's been been very exciting. Um, I must admit to, in, in great shame to all your listeners that I was a little bit late for our podcast today <laughs> because I was cheering too loudly at Japan uh, Japan's victory against Spain. Uh, but, yeah, I'm a huge football fan. And, obviously, it's it's very exciting for the World Cup to be going on. And, very exciting as an English fan to see that we're not the most embarrassed major uh, European <laughs> football nation in this World Cup. That's always a always a plus compared to the UK uh, compared to England during my, uh, but, oh, my years as a fan. That's amazing to hear. And for those who don't know, please take a moment to listen to the league rundown where Peter has made one of his many many appearances. I've been trying to like listen as much as I can. Where his connection with football also comes in. Uh, I believe you coached or you were part of a coaching team in China? Yeah, so I was part of the university team. You know, it, it wasn't like I was scouted. It's just it was something you could volunteer for. But when I was back in England, when I was very young, you know, obviously I played football manager like all of the all of the other kids of a certain age in 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 England. And mm-hmm. um, at some point I thought, OK, wow, this is quite fun. I wonder what it's like in real life. So I started collecting my football badges and it just happened that, you know, when I was in China, I was somebody who was volunteering to help out who had coaching badges. So, uh, yeah, so that was kind of my entry into esports. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot, to, a lot to be thankful for or, um, on the football side for sure. There is a connection there and I'm wondering if esports did not exist. I know you probably would have had to a different type of job, but was football in your future? Maybe, maybe hard to say. So something to do with teaching. It would have been like, you know, working oh, at a, that makes a, sense. in a university or mm-hmm. in a high school or maybe, you know, yeah, something like that. An academic career probably. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, as we kind of roll in to the show, again, this offseason is an amazing one to break down. Peter, when you left uh, and, and you left us a farewell on the Discord, you hinted a rumor about the coaching that we would be glad to have and <laughs> out of everyone we did not expect or i did not expect kelsey was that who you were hinting at i uh, that's i heard rumors Kel- kelsey didn't tell me herself but mm. I'd, I'd heard rumors that it might be kelsey so uh and once you know I, I didn't know who they were planning to bring in but once i once i heard the name kelsey i was like 
this would be a very odd rumor for somebody to make up. Uh, mm. So that at that mm. point, I was like pretty sure it was going to be Kelsey. And honestly, there's nobody I can imagine who could do that job better uh, wow. in North America than Kelsey. So, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's going to do a great job. And, you know, it's promising uh, uh, for EG in the future. Um, you know, mm. I also find it, you know, I know some EG fans may be a bit concerned uh, about EG's commitment to North American talent, you know, in the mm. long term, considering moves in academy and considering moves in lcs uh uh in this off season but you know you can guarantee that kelsey if kelsey is joining eg they she or eg or a combination of the two have something planned at more junior levels even if mm. it's not egp you know uh, yeah. i think on hotline league uh, andrew barton the uh he used to be gm but now he's director of I can't remember athletics Director of Athletics, yes. Uh, so it's a promotion for, for Andrew. Uh, but I'm sure that, that they have something they have something planned at the uh, sub-academy uh, level. You know, it, it wouldn't be, considering the success EG have had, bringing up uh, uh, players to their system, I think it would be shocking for EG not to, not to be doing something in that area. Although, again, I'm no longer on EG, so I don't have any mm-hmm. idea what it is. But I think he mentioned something about high school, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, league high school, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, part of the uh, interview, listening to Kelsey, her plan, her vision is to continue that, but now under the EG org. And I'm really glad uh, to hear that because it, it was a shock to me. I don't know, Andrea, what was it about you? Well, what is it for you to hear the see that we didn't have a Prodigies team? To be honest, it wasn't that surprising to me. <laughs> but yeah, it is a bit of a, like, EGP is such a core part of what uh, being an EG fan for me. So it's a bit odd to not have them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you also shared a brief story about that one time where Peter just live, play-by-play, told you guys what's <laughs> happening. Yeah, that's my favorite uh, Peter Don story. Uh, that time when we were like, waiting for an EGP game and there was no stream because amateurs sometimes you don't get streams for for the games, no? And then Peter just walks into the Discord and offers to give us updates. And then he starts timestamp giving us the full updates on what is going on in the game. It's absolutely, that was like, that was an amazing moment, honestly. Uh, that's a moment I see, like, this guy is really committed to the fan base and it's really committed to this development program. And, yeah, that was with, uh, that was with Shiro, you know? Uh, Shiro, uh, Danny, like, I think mm-hmm. it was one of his first games for UG. Uh, oh. So it was, it, it was it was a banger game. I mean, you know, obviously, like you, you know, I, you're not supposed to talk too much about NDAs and things that, like things that could breach NDAs. But you know, if you could imagine that EGP roster, I think the original EGP roster was supposed to have like JoJo, Danny, mm-hmm. yeah, and then yeah. obviously all the guys. You can imagine how how fun that would that one would have been. Uh, he who must uh, not be named. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, no, it, it definitely EGP is something you know. I've, I, it, when in the two years that I was in EG, I spent quite a lot of time with EGP and EGP players and doing position coaching and things like this. So it's you know, uh, obviously, I'm sad to see it go. Obviously, looking forward to seeing what happens next. But you know, a lot of those guys are people that I still I still speak to. You know, people like uh, Sketch, Sketch Dreams, Tonya, mm-hmm. uh, all of those guys, people that, who are. I guess close friends in in the uh, in the in the scene. Uh, so so it's it's yeah. 
I mean, what can I say? It's it, it's a, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun whilst it lasted. You know, that's awesome because I can't imagine anyone, any coaches, any staff member would do that. But you, you, the, the love for this, the League of Legends game and, and the scene, it shows. And what was going through for you when, you know, Peter, when you saw that people were asking for it in the Discord and you were like, okay, I'll just tell you the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm I'm glad that people are paying attention to Academy Amateur. <laughs> you know, like there's the future. Well, despite what despite what uh, some people in in NA may think, you know, like at the end of the day, the future for NA as a region is through the talent development systems. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it was heartening to see that so many fans cared, right? To be honest, and you know, if people care, then you should do things to help them help them embrace their their interest, right? Uh, I'm very sad that... I didn't get to post the EGP pictures that my uh, oh that my, that my uh, relative did. You know, my six year old relative uh, oh. with the dog star as for Dogster and oh yeah, I remember that. Very like the horse. Oh man, I I get some of those pictures. Uh, I'll see if I can get like some. Um, but but yeah, there you know, EGP super super exciting and you know I'm I'm kind of sad it's not around. I I had I had some. I had some feelings that, that there were one or two really promising players who might have been mm-hmm. on an EGP roster, but huh. kind of sad that some of those didn't uh, didn't find teams. Uh, yeah. You know, there's one person in particular that I think can be really, really strong in North America who's uh, who's called Yumichi, who's been working mm-hmm. with EG coaching staff for like quite a long time. Yeah, I saw her tweet. She was she just posted LFT and she mentioned the EG staff. Yeah, like I, I was, I was like almost certain that that you know, in a world where Mia wasn't continuing, that she would be, uh, she would be the EGP AD carry next year. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't know obviously that EGP wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You'll find a no bigger fan that for the academy and prodigy scene or like amateur scene than Andrea. I'm sure one day she'll uh, leave that. <laughs> we'll know all about that. But uh, for those listeners, just tune in you'll find a lot of stuff about our academy and um you know the other members the alums we call them alums because andrea you still follow some who are i who follow are, every single person yeah. who has ever worked on it yes they're like your children <laughs> oh, wonderful so this gives us a bit of a segue to kind of look back in the past a little bit it's and uh, we also spend some time to discuss the future coming in peter your years with evil geniuses you know yeah, you started with us at 2020, mm-hmm. um, and walk us through what your experience was like in in that off season. What was the plan to come together that bring us to where we are today? It started all the way back then, right? Sure. So obviously, I have to be a bit careful not to leak any internal <laughs> secrets. Uh, but what I will say is that you know, EG is. Uh, I think publicly, a lot of people credit credit me for for. For, for this kind of youth talent development thing. But I, I just mm-hmm. want to be really clear that a lot of this is Andrew Barton's project, right? Like in in EU, uh, you can, as a coach, you have a lot more freedom to uh, to shape the kind of identity of the team uh, and have it be your team. But in North America, that's not how it works. In North America, GMs have a huge say in how the team is built. Uh, and, you know, uh, in 2020, uh, we are when I was interviewing teams, you know, Andrew was the one who talked to me. He said, you know, this is our vision. This is what we want to do. And this is how we want you to be part of the project. And 
you know, it was very clear that this was a guy who was very serious about uh, uh, developing any talent, and he was very, uh, he seemed very genuine in our in our interviews, uh, in our yeah, interviews, uh, and you know, it was to, it was because of him and Empire NASA, um, mm-hmm. the head scout of EG, that I wanted to sign. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a banger off season that twenty twenty off season. Uh, uh, I'm sure many of it's been made public. I think through double list streams and things like this, a lot of uh, a lot of things like you know, EG was supposed to sign a particular AD carry, and then TSM <laughs> he said AD carry, and then withdrew. Like when the transfer window was already like open for a week, uh, I, I can neither confirm nor deny those reports, except to say that you know, double list. Uh, has a lot of insight into what was going on in TSM at the time. So, so yeah, that was my first experience with North American Austin. Oh, <laughs> fun. That was fun. <laughs> you thought COVID yeah. was bad until you met TSM. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought it was rough in EU, but no, it's, it's very, very rough in, um, in NA. And, you know, I think this, I, I think that's probably where the TSM EG stuff started from, right? Because mm. obviously I... I know I I don't really know too much about the rivalries between the teams in uh, in twenty nine twenty twenty sorry, um, but uh, you know by the end of twenty twenty two you have like all kinds of TSM you know made senior staff members tweeting all kinds of inappropriate stuff about EG and you know I was wondering I was wondering if if, if it dated back before twenty twenty but I think maybe it went back to the transfer. Um, oh, sorry. Oh no, I've leaked. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but the uh, but I, I think it probably dates back to that. So so it's been it's been quite a lot of fun. Obviously, it's a bit disappointing that TSM were not so competitive this year because you know it's not really fun to like make fun. Yeah, of them with their, of I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope to, like it doesn't look too promising going into twenty twenty three. But you know I hope that I hope they rebound. You know, so it's, it's you know when uh, Vulcan is in Korea going you know. Uh, what, what was his tweet in Korea? It was like free SM, free SM. <laughs> yes, uh, it's no fun if free SM are like tenth <laughs> in the league, right? <laughs> so uh, so yeah. makes sense with all the uh, McDonald's memes too. Yeah, with all the McDonald's. I mean, the only thing I'd say about the 2020 off season is that the first siding on that team was Impact, because that mm. was a team that was it was Jizuke, Svenskeren, uh, and then. Definitely an ignore, I believe. Yeah, but the other three roles were up for um, mm. up for movement, right? Mm. Um, with uh, with Bang going back to um, with oh, Bang going right. back to Korea, uh, and obviously, you know, there would one thing that I did push for was was impact, and why impact? It's because oh, nice. You know, if you want to build a team with really strong youth development, you know, you need a veteran there. Who's going to keep them in line, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I would say about Jazuke and Svenskeren is, whilst I think that they're both very underrated players, very, you know, in their own ways, um, you know, I'm excited. I think Svenskeren can get can make it back to LCS like contracts did. You know, I mm-hmm. think that he was he was a bit unfairly tra- uh, uh, set aside for for what happened in 2021 because mm-hmm. Jazuke just like didn't work together very well. Yeah, couldn't work together. I mean, but he's had success. I, I think he. I think he'll probably make his way back. I don't know how long it will take him, but he. When people see him in the academy, I'm pretty sure he will. He, hmm. He'll show his class, right? He's he's not a he's not a nothing player. But the thing I'd say about those two is they're not really kind of the leader, the cultural leaders for the team. You know, they're very 
they're very charismatic players. They're very uh, mm -hmm. exciting players, but they're not, you know, it's not the kind of people who, will, when one of their teammates is misbehaving, will do what impact is like, which is, you know, he'll tell them to cut it out or he'll take them to one side or, you mm. know, he'll, he'll explain why uh, mm. certain behaviors are not acceptable and he'll lead by example. Wow. Oh. Um, so I think that's obviously impact's moved on. I think that's a big loss, but, you mm. know, maybe it's not as necessary. Uh, you know, if, if impact had left last year, you know, when Jojo, Danny was entering his second split, Jojo was entering his first split. If he lost, if he left then, it would have been a huge loss because impacts and tangibles mm -hmm. are like mm. off the charts. There's only like two players, maybe one player who has better intangibles, which is Perks, and Niski has similar levels um, mm. that I that I've coached. Uh, well, I haven't coached Perks, but you know, um, right. I, I know you've, a lot about. You've interacted with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, on a team that has more veterans like EG coming into this year, I think it's I think it's yeah. not it's not as big a loss. Not necessary. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not that it's not necessary. Not as necessary, I mean, <laughs> not as. <laughs> not as necessary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that was, you know, bringing an impact was obviously uh, an important first step mm. because he's the one who made the groundwork for everything else to function. Mm. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, and that's what I would say about that. Obviously, we talked mm -hmm. about the AD carry situation. Ignar at the time, you know, he'd just been to Worlds and he'd had very good, you know, mm -hmm. good performances at Worlds, right? So there wasn't anything... Um, yeah, there wasn't anything more to, to add on that side. Um, yeah, that's good to hear because um, I, I think between myself and Andrea, we've speculated the impacts, um, you know, uh, impact, uh, pun intended, <laughs> on the team uh, needing that veteran leadership. But this just helps us see that that is exactly why you brought him in. And for him to be available, I think he just he was just, uh, his contract ended with TL that season yeah, too. That, that was Previous. a mistake, right? I mean, like, you know, <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm very rarely going to go out and say that uh, that teams are just flat out making mistakes. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> from everything I can see, in fact, in Core JJ are pretty close. And, mm -hmm. you know, they think... have managed to find a suitable top laner set. Croissant, uh, Croissant, like who was the, I think he was coaching TL. I don't remember to be honest, but he made a tweet about how Impact was willing to like take a pay cut for staying in TL, and TL said no. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's that's just. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty surprised that he's not at TL now. I mean, like. Yeah, I, I'm actually. I expect. I could expected that, but I guess. I, I could have expected it too, but. Uh... You know, I, I'm not in any anymore, so I can speculate on this kind of stuff. But I suspect that FlyQuest, if the rumors behind the scenes are to believe, FlyQuest uh, probably probably pulled out the. the, the uh, oh yeah, man. yeah, absolutely, oh, absolutely did that. <laughs> you know, which is fair enough to impact. You know, like mm -hmm. he gave two years DG, and you know, without impact, I don't think EG would win their title. Mm. Um, so, so you know, he, he he did good job. He did good work here. So, so fair enough. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, that's awesome, and it, you know there is something to just of name value. What FlyQuest has uh, the roster right now, you can see like why people are excited for that. But adding impact, this is I still feel the loss. I still feel it. Um, but like you mentioned, his leadership was necessary, or is was necessary for us in building up to what we get to uh, today. So transitioning that then, you know, you had your first se season, the full season in 2020. Uh, mm -hmm. You stayed, you know, not a lot of people actually stayed after the first year. You stayed. And so walk us through what was 2021 offseason? What was the talk? What was the planning? What were changes and what things you were planning to uh, keep the same? So ooh, let me think carefully about this. So again, um, 
things that I will reiterate. So one thing that, again, it's important to realize is this is Andrew's uh, Andrew's project, right? So, mm-hmm. But one thing, two things to know about Andrew is the first thing is that obviously he's interested in searching for youth talent if it's available. But the second thing is he's somebody who wants to explore every single option as soon as it's available, right? So he is he's somebody who, even if there's like a 1% chance or like a 5% chance that it may work out, he wants to make sure that the proper research has been done down that path. Hmm. Um, and what I would say is that meant that there was a lot of scouting that was done in that offseason for players that <laughs> I, I don't think were realistic options for EG. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but obviously, as you can imagine, uh, we had this this uh, rookie mid laner in our academy who was you know, <laughs> the 10th tenth, tenth place uh, mid laner in the league. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who for some reason people were thinking about uh, promoting. Um, and I obviously like the forefront of everyone's minds, right? Uh, like, uh, I know that there were some fans who were not really too happy with our performances on, with his performances on EGA. And, you know, I remember there was one specific Inven Global article that was like... Oh, um, no! I forgot about that! Uh, which was like, this guy is a mediocre, <laughs> I think a below average mid in like... <laughs> Uh, in the academy, how can EG possibly? <laughs> he changed his mind, though. The guy yeah, changed his mind. mind. He, he turned into like one of the biggest JoJo likers after that. And to be fair, JoJo stats in the academy were pretty garbage. Yeah, they were pretty bad. <laughs> you know, the games where you go, what, what was it? The, the, it's the uh, CLG. I should team. have brought it up. Yeah. yeah. The, um, that game. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, Jojo was obviously, he's like one, he, in academy, he was like one of those kids who's like really smart and sitting at the back of the class, you know, <laughs> messing around because they're not challenged by the homework. Um, oh. And, you know, I mean, he, he was a good kid. He worked hard, right? But he uh, worked hard on other things. And sometimes, you know, he it was very clear that academy was not pushing him to his limits. So, mm. you know, uh, if it wasn't LCS, uh, maybe there would have been other options I mean, loan systems are really difficult, right? But I mean, I think that he's somebody who would have done really well with a year in the ERLs or something if he if he didn't go straight to LCS. But obviously, mm. he went to LCS and it worked out really great. Um, uh, what else was there to say? Uh, I mean, Vulcan. Yeah, another another mistake. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's so easy, though. Like GM, sorry, sorry, Andrew, if you're listening to this, but like GMing in North America, you just you so easy. Wait, to come for free. You wait for Vulcan to come for free. You know? <laughs> oh, that's then you have to, the other teams just uh, give him up for free. Um, so, so yeah, that was that. That was, I mean, I I don't think it was. I can't even remember. It's called, he put, they probably had to. You know, I I don't get talk, told about these uh, uh, buyouts. But what I will say is that there were. I did scouting reports for approximately twelve different supports, and Vulcan wasn't one of them because huh? it was mm-hmm. so late in the mm-hmm. season, and it was just like. We could get Vulcan. Oh, we, I, mean, yeah, I guess like, we get Vulcan. <laughs> Are you serious? We could get Vulcan? Okay, we can get Vulcan. <laughs> Do you think Vulcan would be a good fit for this team? I wonder. Would the best, would the best mechanical support and North American support be good for, a good fit for this team? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. Um, uh, so, so I think, I think that, that that those kind of pieces already fit in. You know, Danny was there. Impact was there. Uh, Vulcan was there. The questions were the jungle situation and what to do with Jojo. Um, now, obviously there were a lot of very high, 
high profile mid lane options available in that offseason. Mm. People like Bjergsen and Jensen. Jensen. People like, yes, uh, people like Humanoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like, uh, there were a couple of others who I who think I'm forgetting. But, but there were like a, a lot of a lot of options that off season, and you know it was important to make sure that Jojo was the right choice. And um, obviously, you can imagine that there was a lot of internal support from Jojo, especially anyone that works with Jojo for like a few days automatically like recognizes how good he is. I don't think there was there was a single person who was who was on the ground in Santa Monica who who doubted whether Jojo had the opportunity to had the ability to to get promoted up. Um, but it was just about making sure that all the options were properly properly explored. Mm. Uh, so so that's what I would say on that. Uh, and as for Inspired, you know, Inspired was available. Um, what I would say is that Inspired's reputation in that offseason was really, really not meeting the reality. Mm. Like there was a lot of whispers going on behind the scenes yeah. about this guy who's like incredibly toxic, you know, mm-hmm. just chastises his teammates, goes really, really hard all the time, you know, only cares about himself. And, you know, sometimes Inspired likes to portray that image of him, that tough guy image of him uh, outwardly. You know, maybe there's the, uh, people will no doubt remember the his slow wave at Mad Lions um, at Worlds <laughs> and other things like this. But, you know, behind the scenes, he's a guy that looks out for his teammates. You know, he, you, he is a guy that, did more for Jojo than I think anyone else. And, you know, there were times when things were going rough, where he would do his best to look out for Danny, would do his best to look out for Jojo. Uh, didn't show less mercy to the more veteran people in the team, but, you know, that's the atmosphere <laughs> that EG had. You know, we go hard with each other. Uh, but sometimes with rookies, you can't go as hard as as with more veteran players, right? Because you, you know, yeah, of course. Not damage to their development. And Inspired was never somebody who did that. You know, he knew when to go hard and he knew when not to go hard. And, you know, he's a guy that looks out for other people. And I think wow. that, I think maybe, I don't know if he'd be happy with me telling him, telling me this because <laughs> bad boy image, but, you know, he is, he's, 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 he, he's somebody who is suitable if EG are looking for leaders going into the next split, you know, mm. essentially this will be his team, right? Uh, yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, people who are putting EG as like power ranking them sixth or seventh, no team could inspire. This. No, you know, I mean, that... <laughs> yeah, you, you could put him on tier seven, and that team wouldn't be sixth or seventh. You know, oh. he's so good at shot calling. His jungle mm-hmm. parting is so smart. He knows how to win games. You know, he can hard carry. He can play low economy. Uh, the guy's just incredible. Uh, and with the the rumors that were around him, the toxicity rumors, didn't make sense with what I'd mm. seen about Inspired in the past. You know, so because obviously Inspired was a player that I scouted when I was in Europe. I've known him since, well, 2019? 2019. Mm. Uh, he, he played a bit in 2018, I think, but he wasn't, he, he was a bit inconsistent in 2018. But in 2019, no, 2017. But in 2018, he kind of was rising. And then 2019 onwards, obviously super good. Beat, uh, beat my splice team in playoffs once they got to the quarterfinals of Worlds, basically off the back of his performance hmm. uh, on Rogue. And yeah, you know, it's it's weird how these narratives get attached to certain players. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the narrative with Inspired, I think, was 
was pretty off the mark and you know you saw that coming into this year and i'm sure everyone who's worked with inspired and played with inspired uh, in north america at least i can't i can't say what happened on vogue i wasn't there right but we'll we'll speak to what a great um, teammate he was and what a force for good in the team that he, he, he was yeah i think uh, a lot of that rumor if i'm not mistaken rogue was on fire and then they flat out did not do well in playoffs and so there was grumbling why we don't know where these rumors come from people come up with rumors all the time but we are glad that he was part of our team this year and that's great to hear he he's attuned to the players as i'm hearing he can be fun but he's also serious he knows like the i guess very attuned to the younger players um and what they can handle and what they where they can grow yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit of fire there as well. Mm. You know, like when we were talking about houses, I think I was on a podcast with you, Andrea, and like we were talking about houses for Inspired, and I was like, <laughs> you know, they, they put him in Slytherin, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not that bad. I mean, personally, I put him in Ravenclaw myself. But, hey, you know, hey, 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 I'm a Slytherin, Peter. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> wow. uh, but, what I, but, you know, I can, I can see it there. There's mm. a little bit of fire, and having, having a team environment with, Jojo and Impact, especially yeah, Vulcan as well, but you know Vulcan more more neutral. But Jojo and Impact love to get that hard criticism. You know they mm. they like mm. yeah. to them straight. You know and uh, and I think it's a good it, it was a good cultural fit. You know I don't know how FBI are and mm. how someday are. Uh, so how FBI and someday, you know what I mean, right? Use the correct conjugations of English. <laughs> um, but, but, the, <laughs> but you know they they're going to have to you know, adapt pretty quickly because, mm. you know, the, I am, I think the team atmosphere with Rigby and Inspired and Impact was much more direct than mm. many North American teams were used to. Mm. Uh, and I think that's, uh, that was a good thing in some ways mm. um, because, you know, what can, what can outside tell you if, you know, you have, uh, you're hearing everything that you can possibly, you know, no, nobody's hiding anything. Mm. Yeah. If you're getting that that like accurate feedback, mm-hmm. why why do you listen to anything that's going on outside? You know, because you're already getting more valid and more direct and more targeted criticism within within the team, right? And mm-hmm. praise as well, right? But the praise is never given for the sake of just being praise. Mm-hmm. It's praise that you have to earn, and when you get like actual praise, it's it's because you put in you put in the work and you you you've you've shown that you deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that's kind of the, the culture of the team that we had behind the scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. I only wish, you know, the, this season for me is is just a... I, I feel a lot of tragedy within the season because there was so little downtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, there was lock-in, then there was... We had literally one day turnaround between Houston finals and going to Korea. MSI. Then there was no break. Like, just... <sighs> just no break and no break and no break and uh, you know maybe maybe with more break eg would have um would have done better at world mm. and i think i feel a bit of responsibility on that side uh, as part of eg because you know nobody expected 100 thieves to do well at worlds if we're if we're honest right uh, <laughs> oh wow you don't have to say it like that <laughs> but it's true right nobody, nobody like you look at every single analyst uh, yeah no no going, like hundred thieves are just the archetypal scale to late north american team mm-hmm. um and you know cloud nine 
had a really good patch in playoffs and a really bad patch in world. Yeah. I think, I think mm-hmm. they got, so it was kind of on us. And by the end of that, at that point in the season, everyone was exhausted. Oh. And I mean, at least we got the series against Mad Lions. I think. Yes. That was a really amazing highlight. Great day. Great. Amazing day. The win against G2 as well. Oh, that's oh, true. That's true. That, that's, that's a. Doesn't very, matter. That's a Every game before that doesn't right. matter. That yeah, one's exactly. the only one that matters. Yeah, exactly. EG have a one game winning streak against G2. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are on a streak. We are on the winning streak inside. We are on a winning streak against G2, yeah. Absolutely. And a four, four game winning streak against Europe? No, no, because we lost the first. <laughs> four of the last five against Europe. Almost, yeah, almost. Close almost. enough. Close. We're there. You, you. It, it does leave us with a very positive impression on closing the season. It was amazing. I will have to say we we can't stop talking about how 2022 felt such um you know such an amazing story for us to follow and root for. It's a great time, and it's uh, you know partly um, your influence. Rigby Turtle will miss them. We'll miss all of you, um, and and that's just. Um, something that we'll always uh, be able to remember as one of our highlights as EG fans. Now, let's talk a little bit about going forward. Uh, when you saw the 2023 EG roster, what was your first thought? Which roster? The one with uh, Tenacity? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 I didn't even spend too much time with the Tenacity one. But, uh, go ahead. Which one do you want to start with? So, so... With tena- with the tenacity roster, I was like, "That's really interesting." That's that's what I thought with the tenacity <laughs> roster, because uh, you know, obviously, hundred thieves get first movement on this, right? Like mm-hmm. they get to decide. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could just refuse to sell tenacity to EG. But when I saw the tenacity move, what I was thinking is, okay, so hundred thieves have decided that they're going to put sniper in academy. Um, they're going to have someday for however long they want someday for. Uh, and you know, at some point when someday eventually retires or goes back to Korea or does military service or whatever, whatever it is, uh, Sniper is going to be the the top laner, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that would be the normal thing that you would do as right. Thieves, right? Instead, what they did is they they took somebody who they're hoping to develop, put the most exciting, most hyped uh, rookie in North America, you know, behind him. Then uh, more hype than Jojo and more hype than Busio, and you know I think he's probably yeah he's really really hype. Uh, you know I think Jojo's better than him, but I mean obviously I would say that. <laughs> but you know I think I think Sniper there's a reason why there's hype around Sniper, and he he I expect him to meet it. But you've got a feel for tenacity, right? Like he has yeah, it feels so. Nice. He's not gonna have time to develop, right? Either he's gonna be like all pro in his first year, or. Um, uh, or, or not. So when I saw that news, when I saw that uh, Tenacity wasn't going to EG, I was like, okay, 100 Thieves uh, didn't manage to retain Sniper, so they want to have some long-term development. Uh, and where Sniper going to go, he's probably going to go to EG. So that's what I thought, right? When I saw... Oh, when I, wow. when I saw didn't think that at all. Wow. <laughs> so so when we when I saw that Soul was the top laner, so I was on Oracle's Elixir, and I was like pressing uh, Empire, because obviously Empire doesn't tell me anything anymore, obviously, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I was like, "You've signed Sniper, right?" Like, <laughs> in the academy, uh, when I saw that Tenacity wasn't coming, uh, so so I thought that was a bit puzzling. Um, but obviously, someday, someday provides a good veteran presence. 
Um, I mean, for me, there's not. Uh, this is a very veteran roster, right? Mm-hmm. There's not. Uh, there, there's obviously Jojo is going to continue his development, but this is, this is the shift in this kind of a roster suggests this is like a we will win now mm-hmm. roster, um, and um, yeah, I mean that that's what I would say about this. Uh, obviously, FBI had a really rough year. Um, mm. Whether that was on FBI, whether that was on Huhi, is hard to say. Um, but also, the Hundred Thieves atmosphere behind the scenes was a lot more laid back. Mm. I mean, you can see things like this without leaking anything private. Okay, like Papa Smithy has talked about, no, but Papa Smithy has talked about how you know his players came to him and were like, "We don't want to push as hard in regular season, right? Because we're we're, mm. we're really tired, and you know we know how to do this." And they 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 were allowed to to be more calm and relaxed and push when come the end of the season in playoffs and you saw 100 thieves you know ramp up uh, in both splits mm-hmm. um but whether it's not that easy to go from that kind of laid-back environment to eg's environment because i can tell you right now that a team with inspired and jojo isn't going to isn't going to allow you to be laid back right? it's going to it's going to be a team that's going to push itself and i'm not as concerned about sunday but we'll see how fbi we'll see how fbi adapts um what else would i say about this um yeah, someday someday say that people say that someday and impact are are interchangeable i don't mm. think they are if if we're if i'm honest uh someday has um is stronger on carries slightly weaker on tanks um but leadership wise he's not the same as mm, i i will say that too yeah he doesn't seem like the leader type exactly so that means that essentially how is the team dynamic going to work? This is essentially you're handing the team to, to Inspired, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think Inspired is qualified to do that, and I think that he'll be a great leader for the team. Um, but you, but there was more of a balance <clears throat> last year, um, and I think maybe that will be a bit different this year. Um, I will say that EG signed Sol uh, for Acad- for um, Academy, and yep. what I would say is amateur. It's not confirmed yet, but yes. <laughs> okay, well, I, again, I don't know the, the specifics, but... Yeah, don't worry. The, um, but I would say that there were, like, the Triforce of top laners in Amateur were Sniper, <laughs> Anime Girl, who is Sol, uh, mm-hmm. and Faisal. Uh, and it's interesting that they went with Sol. Yeah. Uh, but again, they've got a lot more inside data than than we do. Uh, than even I do, right? Like, uh, so, so what I would say on this is, is that's interesting. The other one is he who must be not be named. No, I, I shaded is in. Uh, oh, you can say his name now. Shaded is uh, is in uh, is in amateur, which is you know Shaden and Jojo. Shaden, Jojo, and Nietzsche were. Yeah. And oh Hussein, yes. Trevor, and Trevor uh, were together on their first team. Uh, Trevor is Ugandan royalty, by the way, on Noble Uh So so that was Noble. the team that Jojo made his debut on, which is a pretty hyped team, you know, if you think about all those four guys. Uh, and. Um, so obviously, Shaden is, you know, inspired. I, I'm pretty sure that inspired stays on EG for as long as he wants to stay in North America. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but it's interesting that they brought in Shaden and Sol because uh, I think those two are really talented players. I'm very sad that uh, Serti and Tomio are um, are not there because obviously they were there. Uh, there were only four players who were there for the entirety of the time that I was on EG. Uh, and the yep. players are Tomio, Seti, uh, Jojo, and Impact. Uh, Danny, too. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, yeah, it's basically, uh, to me, that's core EG. So it's a bit, a bit like, 
I've been losing all of the players <laughs> yeah. slowly, so it's like, oh, feels so bad. But yeah, Tomio leaving feels like specifically like I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of kind of really sad for me. Yeah. I'm very I'm very excited for him. Not gonna lie, like I'm really excited to see how he grows in a different system. Yeah. So so am I, but obviously, like Tommy is a player with a huge amount of talent, and you know, maybe sometimes it's good to get exposure to different coaching systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe that that helps Shaden and it helps Tomio, and it's for the best for the North American scene in the long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can just tell you that Tomio, some of my best memories on EG are with Tomio and Jojo, right? Like because those two. Trash. I mean, they're just too funny. <laughs> they just trash each other so much. It's the most. It's the it's the funniest thing. It's like one time like they need somebody to auto fill in champions queue at you know twelve forty five at night, and Tomio is like, oh, it's fine. Just give me Annie, you know. I can yeah, that's trash. You know, I just beat him with my Annie. Uh, he didn't win with Annie. You can't blind pick Annie against Jojo. But the point is that he believes that he could, which is what actually matters. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of who, who's the midlander again? It's triple, right? Uh, for EGA, Ryoma, and the only person that's the only person that's signed right now it's King, by the way. And I was going to make this joke, but I didn't know where, so I I'll make a make it here that um, EG really signed the wrong uh, Australian botlaner here. Clearly, the angle was to sign Lost so that they could have the two players that they couldn't get in 2020. <laughs> like that was the angle there. I mean, you know, it's. It's you yearn for the things that you you, you can't you didn't get. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it's King and Smoothie. Yeah, I mean, and what all I can say about Smoothie is, I've never worked with Dashon, but hmm. like Smoothie is what people think Dashon is. Oh. So so I don't know if Dashon is what people think that Dashon is. Like, <laughs> like maybe he probably is right, but Smoothie is like the best veteran I can possibly imagine to lead a to lead an academy. Oh. Uh, he is. He does a lot of stuff outside of the game. He's mm. he's always positive. You know, he's always coming up with ideas. Uh, he doesn't. He's not overbearing in game. But if it's clear that nobody's coming up with a plan, he will. He's not afraid to make the call. Mm. Um, but he's not the kind of veteran who's like, I will micromanage four players, and you will not develop because you will just listen to me, and you are my pawns, and I am the puppet master. Mm. You know, that's not who he is, right? So it's uh, it's. I I definitely could understand why why he would be he would be like at the core of eg's amateur team but it's just interesting the two talents that they chose to sign right because uh this year it was obviously tomio and uh and jet sati um yeah but yeah so next year will be really interesting and i spent so much more time talking about amateur than i did about lcs uh, <laughs> sorry about that no that's okay this is the perfect segue because we did have uh you know academy and amateur um questions for you i mean i just generally wanted to talk about like first of all uh, this year you didn't do any public appearances, i guess because uh, in 2021 you talk a lot about the academy team uh on team's podcast but this year there was really basically no information about them out i mean there was basically nothing um on the public so i just i just wanted to ask if there's anything you would like to tell us about the experience this year because this year uh, academy was a bit of a rough year right i mean (laughs) It's an understatement to say that it was rough. It was really sad. I think that's fair, but I think also it's because ZZ was coming in. Um, 
ZC was like, to be honest, Academy didn't have four, three rookies this year. They had four rookies, right? Because uh, ZZ Legendary was the, uh, well, it was his first professional coaching mm-hmm. position. And he said this publicly as well, right? Like he, uh, he took time to properly grow into the position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I think he, he, I think he'll be a really good coach one day, but especially in spring split, you know, we had visa issues. So, so last year I was doing a lot of work with Academy, like almost every single week. Uh, I would be helping out Academy, but this year um, we had two head coaches who were kind of rookie head coaches in Turtle and ZZ. Turtle in LCS and ZZ in Academy. And mm-hmm. I think that that was a lot, uh, especially <laughs> because Rigby, Rigby didn't show up until really late into the season uh, because of visa issues. So, so obviously the US to Korea... Uh, time difference is horrible because you're you're like staying up till four in the morning and things to to watch games, um, and that kind of affected Rigby's ability to to be useful uh, remotely. Um, but obviously, a lot of the work that I was able to do and that Kelsey was able to do, you know, in fact, last year in 2020, 2021, sorry, wasn't available in 2022, and I think our academy team suffered uh, as a result. Um, what would I say? What else would I say about the academy team? Yeah, I, I mean, spring split was obviously a bit rough, um, but by summer, I think the team was performing pretty well. Like, honestly, in scrims, we lost to like the number one seed and the number two seed. In, in yeah, in pretty grand, sure. I mean, it took a little bit of a while to ramp up, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, 100 Thieves, 100 Thieves like got themselves knocked down to the lower bracket, and that like ruined our tournament. <laughs> Uh, but no, no. Um, but no, it did take them a long time to ramp up. Um, I think for Skytech, um, it was a very, it wasn't the right environment for Skytech for him to be in his first professional team. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he went straight down to to amateur and was like the best sport in amateur by like a considerable margin. Um, you know, he was playing vice sports and just like stopping people for fun. Um, and I think he did better. Did this guy take do better in amateur than he did? I think he did better when he left. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, that was the impression I got. <laughs> I'm... But he did better at Proving Grounds as well than EGA, which is... Yeah. Uh, oh, like, yeah. Um, I think they finished the same, but better than Spring for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, what I would say about Skytech is I think he wasn't quite ready yet because obviously Kauri is a... You know, he was a first team all pro, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, AD Carry uh, in, you know, twice by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so he's coming into NA, and you know, you're putting him next to like a rookie support who is who's not used to interacting with uh, Europeans. Uh, and what I mean by that is, the way that feedback is done in Europe is much much harsher than it is in North America. <laughs> That's what I would say. Uh, and I think it was it was difficult for him to adapt, but I think that he'll have learned from that. And I think if he's in a, I don't know if he's in amateur in academy this year, but if he's not in academy this at the start of the year, he will be in academy next year because he will join one of the top amateur teams. Uh, you know, in the what's it called, the proving, you know, the challenger league. It's called challenger. Uh, the NACL, you know, the Salt League. Ah, uh, NACL, and whatever team he's on will be, will be, they'll be the best amateur team right? for sure because like he's just so much better than the other amateur sports. I think the second best amateur support is uh, is sketchings. So the oh. uh, so 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 we'll see. Uh, uh, but basically, the I think that he will 
he'll he'll really show his talent this year, and I'm pretty sure he'll be in he'll be in academy ne- next year. Um, but it was it was pretty hard to balance to balance the the team, I think. Uh, and sure, they took a lot of time to ramp up, but I think spring split, you can put that down to one side. From there was an expectation, I think, that academy would have had more help, uh, and I just couldn't provide it right because of else's oh. responsibilities. Uh, well, because you know Turtle rookie head coach and uh, yeah. You'd be not there, right? So, uh, and then Kelsey going to the broadcast. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it it was a it was a much harder task in 2022 than it was in 2021. And you know that's not anybody's fault. It's just you know sometimes this is what happens with visas, right? Sometimes this is what happens, you know, on the other side. Um, so, so, so yeah. So that's kind of how what I would say about this. Mm-hmm. But by the end, you know, I thought that EGA team. In spring split, you know, it was a disaster. You you write it off, but in summer, I, I thought they were going to be top two. I really oh wow, really... top two! You're even you're even worse than me. I I was like top four. I'm I'm top four, top four. They're now at top four. <laughs> but they almost was perfect game, TL. Do you yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I know. I I remember I saw the game and I was like, oh my god, this is the team. This is the team I was promised. I I can't. I'm so happy there. That's that was of a such consensus. a good game. That was a, a bit of a consensus. I talked to Andrew Howe at the time, and he expected EGA to be top three. A lot of people expected EGA to do. Yeah. It, basically, the three teams that were not like running it in scrims by the end of the year were TL, Dig, and EGA, and like <laughs> everyone else was running it down in scrims, uh... like because you know it's a long season and Academy is much more stressful than LCS, uh, unless you are literally on the boundary, right? Because you know people in LCS, it's really defined tiers. But in academy, there's no defined tiers. Everyone thinks they're good enough to play LCS, and when results aren't going well and scrims aren't going well, things are really rough. Um, so you can see which teams are are struggling uh, by the end of the split. And basically, EG was so bad in scrims, EGA sorry, was so bad in scrims at the start of summer that when they started, you know, winning fifty percent and then sixty percent and then seventy percent, oh wow, you know, the morale's fantastic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember. <laughs> We did this in the podcast, by the way, when, when I was like, we had a positive win rate week uh, on Academy, and I was like, this is amazing. This is the first time it has happened. Yeah, I mean, everyone was feeling so, and like going into Privy Grounds, everyone thought we were, like, within the team thought we were just going to stop the Privy Grounds. Like, I, I mean, I I got to help, uh, so I was helping Academy, uh, so LCS in summer, you know, we had the full roster, Turtle was late back, so Rigby got promoted to head coach. Um, but basically, he wasn't he wasn't back as late as it was expected. Um, so, so, so I mean, but by then, obviously, Rigby's put in in place his systems. Like, there's no, there's you know, he was always going to be head coach until the end of the year. Um, but the uh, but what I would say for Academy is because things were going so well in LCS. I mean, we were just winning every mm-hmm. single week. I could spend a lot more time with Academy, and all I can say is that. I think that probably helped things a lot. And I don't want to claim full credit for it. Or, or anything, but having more people on the ground and having more people to do individual spot coaching and individual feedback and things like this just took a lot of the uh, burden of responsibility off CZ and he was able to do what he did best, right? Um, and I think that helped the team. That helped the team a lot and they were developing really, really fast. You know, if you've given us another month, I mm-hmm. think that's... Yeah, you could see it. Like at the end, they all looked like super, super. Like they looked like a top team at the end, and it was like so wild because they started like literally being the punching bag of everyone. It was super, super, super rough. 
Um, as for EGP, um, I cannot believe that EGP didn't get top six. <laughs> They, only, they kind of only have themselves to blame, right, for not getting top mm-hmm. six. Uh, but but yeah, they the team with that much talent should 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 be getting top six. Uh, and as a result, they were only got single elimination. And I mean, you know, another series or two could have been could have been really really different for that team. Do you know where Yukino went? Oh, Yukino, I think uh, it's reported that he will go to a hundred thieves. Oh, so where's Will going then? Uh, so Will, as of now, isn't reported anywhere, which is wild, I know, right? There's there's some players out there that don't have teams that I'm like, wow, how does this happen? But yeah, I mean, we, we don't have the provisional teams yet, so he might be in one of those, but... Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Are we are we track is going too far on our side track? No, this is perfect. This is perfect. I mean, you've really helped Andrea to be very excited. She doesn't get too many opportunities to talk about an academy, and you know, it's a lot of happening in LCS, and we're focusing. I know on no one else cares, but I care. So please let me have this. Maybe we need more of this, and you guys can just go and talk for hours on time. Of course, we really appreciate you uh, spending your time with us. We just have a couple of fan questions and then we can wrap it up one of them failure asks if you could force every team in the lcs to make a single change for the sake of improving the league what would it be force people to play champions Cube. Ah, <laughs> wow. that's, that's awesome that's uh like for me for me it i mean you know i i defend pro players a lot mm-hmm. like for uh for a lot of um for a lot of things you know i understand that improvement is important i understand that people improve in different ways but at the end of the day, just play. You don't have to play a ton, right? Just play like two games. <laughs> just play two games a week, like please. Uh, you know, or, or even five, five games a week or something like this, right? Um, but there's nothing that compels anyone to do it. Um, mm. The only other thing I would say is internships for coaches. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think it's really important because I think that NA is for coaches right now what it was for players a few a few years ago which is that everyone knows NA coaches are not very good, uh, like everyone. Uh, but rather than try to develop NA coaches, just go and get them from Europe, right? Uh, mm. I mean, hello, I'm a European. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> for, so, you know, a living example. Uh, yeah, for, as, as an example. Um, no, but, mm-hmm. but there's a serious point here, right? Yeah. Which is that it's very, very hard for somebody to get better very, very quick. You know, and like, again, the EGA example, perfect example, mm-hmm. right? You know, Zizi comes in as a rookie head coach, learns over the course of the year, and then, you know, uh, yeah, he, he learns over the course of the year, but he didn't get the time to properly improve, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't have too much more to say on that subject. Mm-hmm. Perfect. He, uh, no worries. <laughs> you know, I, but I think that that's that more help on the on the coaching side is, is coaching development side could be very val- valuable for the region. Awesome. Uh, Andrea, you want to ask the next question? Then I'll... Close oh, it's I don't have it on my. Oh, head. you don't have Sorry. it. Okay, I guess I'll pick this one. Elaine, our favorite, um, <laughs> asks what Pokemon fits each of the EG's best player. Speaking of off season, football and Pokemon were the things that I've seen you involved in. So, <laughs> Pokemon. Oh, that's that's really too hard, hard, right? <laughs> that's really really hard. Okay, I don't know the names of all the new ones. I know what they look like, um, but I can't. 
I can't remember the names. <laughs> really hard questions right here. Really hard questions. Really, really hard. Uh, I'll, I'll reach out to LA when I have an answer. All right. <laughs> That's... Uh, but... I definitely know. I definitely know the right one for Vulcan, but he won't thank me for saying. Oh uh, wow! <laughs> Controversy. Uh, uh, but but yeah, uh, let's. Uh, uh, that, we'll put that one as a, yeah. as a to be continued. Sounds good. Uh, to be continued. Okay. Wonderful. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So ignoring EG because you know because I, I see people on. I see analysts all the time, you know, on Twitter and all of this and on Reddit giving their their point of view. But if you had to power rank the teams in North America without EG, uh, how would you power rank them going into next year? Oh, man. This is also not as easy. I've been trying to go back and forth. Now, based just on name and talent value, uh, because I do yep. get a chance to see like LCK and LPL, I am excited for Fly. And for me, they, they have to probably land somewhere in the top three for me, even potentially one. Uh, C9 would be my next choice just because they kept the same team. I don't... Um, I've seen Deplex play in uh, ERL, but not too much uh, regarding his fit. And then maybe 100 Thieves fall under there in that... in that. Uh, but I... Wait, no, I'll take that back. TL has looked uh, after they... Well, they still need to confirm their jungle, but they can easily vault over 100 Thieves. It feels, oh, that's right. Yeah, team... Team Liquid, Team Korean, Team Soju. At this point, um, they they might they might end up vaulting over hundred thieves just because. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's hard. I I like the names again. I like the names that they brought in. I don't know how they come together. Um, yeah. Um, hundred thieves. The others are. I want to really root for CLG. Andreas is a secret CLG fan. Or maybe not so secret. <laughs> Open, openly, CLG. Um, and then who do we have next? For me, then it's Dignitas. I like the I like who they have with Jensen, Spawn, um, Centaurin. I forgot who their top laner is at this point. Armut. Armut. Come on, how could you forget about that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to pay attention to other teams. I try. EG is just consuming all my attention. <laughs> But yes, Dignitas would fall there. Uh, where am I have left? I know TSM and IMT are in the bottom. Just yeah, just based on what I've known. So Guardians. Golden Gold Guardians. Guardians. <sighs> they might be the gatekeeper between playoffs or not playoffs. Yeah, eighteen playoffs. Yeah. I mean, actually, all this all these years, people complained in NA about eighteen playoffs, oh. and what did they do in Europe? They put in eighteen playoffs. <laughs> three, times, three times 18 playoffs so so you know may, maybe maybe there was something all, all, all along you know um, and what do you guys think about the new EG roster Jay do you have a thought <laughs> I think uh, they did the best they could do I guess <laughs> oh my god that sounds so mean <laughs> it's okay we're realistic fans here um, I mean <laughs> I like it I yeah, know not... we, we're gonna miss impacts um, you know, position and his, what he brings a lot. I don't think we're worse off than before. It's just, you know, we I, I for one would be more excited to have some of the old names back too. But it, this, this is a veterans team, like you said. It's aiming to win for another title. And I think 
if I were to guess, we'll probably have more success in spring, and then summer will be a big test. What, what I'd, I'd add two things, right, that I think people are maybe forgetting uh, in assessing UG. The first, so obviously the league got stronger, right? Mm-hmm. There's no question that FlyQuest are probably stronger than any team that they were that existed last year. Um, but EG made two big upgrades this offseason that people sometimes forget. And those upgrades are that JoJo is now a second-year player. Mm-hmm. And hmm. It's fired as now, a, you know, coming off a double MVP split in his third year, right? And those are those are not nothing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, those are those are pretty big upgrades. Uh, <laughs> something to the second year. Uh, I know it's a bit ridiculous to say JoJo is mm. an upgrade over JoJo, but like that is a big upgrade. <laughs> um, so so although you know it, it hurts to lose a lot of the. Uh, the stars and the important pieces from last year. Uh, there's no reason why this team can't continue to go from strength to strength. Um, but obviously, there's expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, last year there were no expectations, so you could, you know, all right, that's true, mm. that's true. <laughs> uh, but this year there are, and that might make things. Different. That's my only concern. Yeah. I, like, mm-hmm. I don't. Think mm-hmm. There's. I. I think that these guys will be playing on the finals weekend in both splits. Uh, I'm not crazy enough to go and say, you know, as much as I love JoJo and Inspired, you know, Bickler is no joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Prince is no joke. Uh, and I, I'm not just automatically saying career is better mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I've seen JoJo scrim against Zika and Faker and all these guys. Over the course of the I have a pretty good idea of what his actual level is. Uh, and I don't think he's going to be left behind. But the thing is that last year, he would just get priority for free and do whatever he wanted for free. Mm. And... E.G. benefited from a mid laner that could do whatever he wanted for free. And as good as JoJo is, against Vickler and against Eminence and probably against Diplex, uh, he cannot do whatever he wants for free. He may still win, but he cannot do whatever he wants for free. Mm. And that's going to be something that he'll have to learn to adapt. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So that's what I would say about E.G. going into next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a promising roster. You know, it's a very... Uh, it's more veteran heavy than I thought it was going to be, but you know I'm sure EG didn't really have much say in that kind of thing. So, uh, so the two guys they brought in um, are promising. So let's see, let's see how. Perfect. Thank you so much, and that makes a great uh, point. Experience is a X factor here, um, and that's more experience, more comfort. Peter, thank you so much. I know it's late. So I don't know what you have up next, but can you let our listeners know what are you? What is in the works for you? Where if or can they connect with you? Uh, what's going on for you uh, heading into twenty twenty three? I mean, you know, I'm I'm not not yet attached to a team. Um, uh, although <laughs> I've heard the boot camps in Europe are starting very soon, and I may or may not be recording this podcast uh, on site at the team boot camp. Uh, but all I say is I'm not in the global contract database yet. Um, but you know, uh, find me on Twitter. Find me on Discord. Uh, Always love to talk about the game. Uh, you know, I was following North America even before I came and coached in North America. So I'll probably still do it. Uh, it's a very, very exciting year this year. A lot of, one of the things, people can criticize North America for for a lot of things, but there's one thing which makes North America stand out, and that is that it's a very, very interesting year. <laughs> because a lot of people think that they have the, uh, you know, the uh, elixir of life, you know, they have the... Uh, the, the thing that will revive the region and they have, they have <laughs> ideas over team building and all of this and they're so different mm. and you know you had this last year with you know LPL TSM and LCK C9 and all of this right um, so 
So what you see coming into this year is a lot of teams with a lot of different ideas and certain teams that don't seem to give it, don't seem to care as much. Um, but the seeing how those teams do is going to be very, very, very interesting, and that will make L, that will make uh, LCS very fun to watch this year. No matter what happens, no matter the level, right? Yeah. Just the different clashes of style. Yeah. Uh, interesting is good. It keeps us involved, keeps us engaged. Thank you so much, and guys. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you stay with us throughout and we have exciting uh, things coming up for you. Until next time, listeners, live evil. <laughs>